When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Football Full Circle. Joined now by Joe Lisi, in addition to George Kurtz. So happy to have Joe here. You can find him on Twitter, at GoForThe2. Find George on Twitter, at George Kurtz. I'm at Mike Blue, And find us all on Twitter, at SportsGrid, and on Instagram, at SportsGridTV. So, uh, Joe, we're having you on to talk a little bit about college football. I would just say, in general, it seems like we're getting some positive momentum towards Students getting back on campus, teams getting back on campus to practice, starting voluntary workouts, and then potentially uh, for- formal workouts in later in July. So it looks like we're getting positive momentum moving that way. That's what we needed to see, Mike. I mean, the deadline for practice that the NCA uh, established in terms of kicking the season off on time would be July 17th. So. You mentioned the SEC schools like LSU getting in gear June 8th. That's a big step in the right direction. And they're starting to make ways to get these players and students on campus. So it all points to a positive momentum for college football fans. But then we do have some schools like Michigan that could possibly put a monkey wrench in that scenario. Well, the good news is uh, Jim Harbaugh was on Rich Eisen's show today. And he said... Quote, this is from Brett McMurphy's tweet. Uh, It, quote, looks like mandatory workouts for football players will begin July 1st, month after, quote, voluntary workouts can start on June 1st. So, George, you and I have talked a lot about fan bases. We didn't think college football was looking good at all. We thought it was looking the worst of all the major sports. But now it seems like university presidents, athletic directors understand that it's not really an option to not have college football. What, what the only debate now is 
no fans, some fans, all fans, and it looks like we're going to get started with college football. Yeah, I mean, listen, I think they're probably – they're certainly not in the best interest of the players. They don't care. It's all about money. And it's, it's always going with the fans, too. You can't tell me this is going to, going to be safe. If they allow fans into the game, they could have, you know, 100-man rosters, all the coach, everything's on the sidelines, everything's going to go back to normal. I think they're nuts. It's, I don't think anybody cares about the players at all. And I wonder this. I put this up a couple of times here. If you're a player, if you're Trevor Lawrence, what do you have to gain by playing this season? What do you have to gain? You know you're a top pick next year in the NFL, right? What, why, why would you play this season? Risk a chance of contracting this virus. You have to be on a ventilator if you get it really bad, and now your career's done before you even get started here. Why do you even bother playing this season? Why not just declare for the supplemental draft? You know, things like that. I just wonder why certain players, top players, I'm not talking about all players who you know, might not get drafted anyway, but top players who know they're going in the first round next year no matter what happens, who could probably only get hurt this year. Especially by stuff like this. I don't think anybody cares. I don't think any of these college presidents, athletic directors, the NCAA, I don't think anybody cares about the players. They never have. Yeah. Hell, the truth is nobody cares about the players in any sport. Yeah. So I don't know why they would... Uh, I, I, can, I can answer the one question. I can answer the one question about the supplemental draft. So the reason he's not allowed to do supplemental draft is because there's been no... This is true for basically everybody. I haven't heard anything about supplemental draft coming up, but... There's been no change in, to his actual eligibility, thus not making him eligible for the draft. He's still not yet three years out of high school. There's no been been no formal change to his NCAA eligibility, thus he can't enter the supplemental draft. But in terms of what he was saying, Joe, in regards to players potentially getting sick and not really wanting to put themselves in harm's way, granted the data for younger people is a lot more positive than it is for older people, but it's not its not a 0% chance that somebody could contract this. Do you think that anybody might sit it out in some of the same ways that Major League Baseball players are saying, you know what, I'm a little worried about my health. I'll just see you in 2021. I think there will be a couple of players that might sit out, but I think that the percentage is probably in the area of anywhere from 5 to maybe 1% of that. And Trevor Lawrence would be the one player that has the type of value that could afford to to sit out uh, the 2020 campaign and and possibly just wait until he's drafted. I don't think he does that. He Me lost the national championship to LSU. Travis Etienne came back. He's a gamer. So, I mean, I understand the scenario and the mentality of, of what George said. I think it's interesting, too, Mike, that if we had a bet on the sports coming on board, right, just – prior or at the start of the COVID situation, I think everybody just from what the administration and the schools being let out early and going online and saying that they wouldn't be back uh, on campus, you know, there would be no football games being played or no athletics. Everybody would have taken the bet that the college football season, and that would be the one sport not to play. And fast forward now a month and a half, and when you look at some teams or some leagues like the NBA and MLB, right, they're struggling with the professional unions and everything else. Yeah. And college football now seems like the main driver as the best bet to kick off their season on time. So it is intriguing. I get it. I understand that it most likely comes down to money. $4 billion when you trickle in the residual <laughs> effects. 
It's more like $6 billion with the local economies. They just can't afford to let that happen. Otherwise, these schools will be in trouble. So I think they're on schedule to kick off in August and September. Yeah, three, four weeks ago, I, I would have said I, I can't see college football happening on time. Or they thought there was going to be some sort of modified version of it. But uh, it looks like it's all systems go right now, or at least putting plans in place to have the games being played There'll be a lot of debate as to what percentage of fans, if there's any fans uh, in the stadiums. But uh, on to the next story, Joe. There is a, a an adjustment to the recruiting periods across the NCA right now. And this is by uh, this update is by the Division One Council Coordination Committee. The Division One Council Coordination Committee extended the recruiting dead period for all sports through July 31st. The committee will regularly evaluate the dead period continuing to be guided by medical experts. Committee also determined that starting June 1, strength and conditioning coaches may virtually observe voluntary physical workouts for health and safety purposes, but only if requested by the student athlete. Now, specifically for football programs, this decision means there'll be no official visits and spring uh, this spring avoids the quiet period at the end of July. The sport already had a dead period on its regular calendar from June 22nd, excuse me, <coughs> to July 24th but would have been allowed to have prospects on campus from June 1 to June 21, as well as July 25 to July 31. So I spit out a lot of language, Joe. I think the good news is there's plans in place. Everybody's playing by the same set of rules, but do you think it's a, a really negative impact not having some of these recruits on campus during this time of year? I think it does. I think college football is the one game that you need to see the atmosphere. You need to see the campus. You need to see the stadium. And it's one thing to envision it. It's another thing to walk out onto the field, into the locker room, and see your name in the bright lights. That takes away from that. A lot of these players, in terms of the recruiting aspect, and we're talking about five-star recruits, they get dressed up into the uniform. They take pictures with the coaches. They're in the middle of the, of the field in Death Valley with their name in Bright Lights Big City. That's what recruiting is all about. And the parties as well on campus. And to not be able to do that and have to maybe have an unofficial visit via Zoom or Skype, that takes away from the experience. And that might sway some players from maybe either staying local or closer to home or not going for that school that maybe they were on the fringe about. Yeah. So, uh, you know, we'll see uh, if there's any adjustments to it, but it seems like that's in place for now. Uh, going on to the next story, a couple more before the break. USC quarterback transfer JT Daniels is transferring to Georgia. The dogs already got Jamie Newman from Wake Forest. Now they get Daniels and have ESPN 300 QB Brock Vandegriff committed in the 2021 class. They oddly lost a quarterback, a potential quarterback who is a committed baseball player. He flips to Clemson to play football and is a QB. So there's all this activity happening at the University of Georgia at the quarterback position. But it looks like they now have a good long-term plan at QB, bringing Daniels over to back up Newman for a year and Vandegrift coming in the 2021 class. Yeah, it's interesting. I can tell you this, that USC is not Athens, Georgia. With This is a team that's looking not only to win an SEC championship, but they're looking to crack the college football playoff like they did a couple of years ago and get to the national championship. And JT Daniels is in for a rude awakening because he was Gatorade player of the year for USC a couple of years ago. Looked like a deer in the headlights. 
in his first season at USC, he's going to be expected to step in and compete and push Jamie Newman. And more importantly, if he is given that opportunity to lead the dogs offense, whether it be later in the year or in 2021, I can tell you this, there's expectations. Jacob Eason couldn't make the cut. He transferred back out to Washington. There's the possibility that Daniels is not the right fit. He's a prototypical pocket passer, needs a running game to be effective. And Jamie Newman's more mobile, a la Justin Fields. We'll see how it plays out. But he was supposed to go to Texas Tech. I think that would have been a better fit for uh, JT Daniels than the University of Georgia. Yeah, he obviously wants to take a shot to play for all the marbles, like you said. He, he's uh, going to be in the mix there at Georgia. So, George, I'm going to throw the next one to you. It's a, a Jim Harbaugh topic, and he brought up something earlier this month. He's, he said a bunch all this week, but earlier this month, he offered a proposal that would reform college football, basically allowing student-athletes, uh, college football players, to enter the draft at any time uh, during school, but also giving them the option if not drafted, to come back to campus. The, the NCAA basketball has rules similar to that, guys being able to return back to campus if uh, they haven't hired an agent. Do you think that's a good idea to allow college athletes, college football players to potentially take a look at the draft and then they're not drafted, come back to school, play another year? I think in a free uh, a free market, yes, I like it. But I also think these players need to be protected from themselves sometimes. I think they think, uh, I mean, technically they can't have agents, right? Mm -hmm. So who's advising them? Is the parents advising them? An uncle? A friend? Who's advising them to tell them that, hey, you know, you're 20 years old. You're going to be playing against men, guys who are built for football. Your body may not be ready for it yet just, just because you think you are. But then I also go back, you know what? They may need the money now. They're ready. They're going to get drafted. They know they're going to get drafted. They may need the money now. It may not be advisable as far as long term. If they play out their final two years of eligibility, maybe they would go higher in the draft, therefore earn money right away. But depending upon your family situation or your personal situation, I, I sort of believe, once again, freedom. They should make their own choices here. I don't think they should be tied down to the NCAA, NCAA no. I would lean yes, but I, I do worry that some players will still elect to go to the NFL too soon. Yeah, Joe, there's already too many underclassmen entering the draft in both the NBA and the NFL, some of whom remain undrafted. Do you feel like giving them more flexibility to be able to leave whenever they want and potentially come back to school if not drafted is a good idea? I don't think so. I think when you just look at football in general, piggybacking off of what George said, it's the one sport that's more physical than any other take into account Major League Baseball and the NBA, yeah, they're physical, but this is really physical. And unless you have that extra 15 to 20 pounds of muscle, it can really affect you. So I would, I would shy against that. I don't like that rule. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. 
Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. It's spring and with the weather changing and so many great things coming up like Mother's Day and the wind down tour, I definitely need a fresh spring wardrobe for every occasion. This spring, I'm looking for that perfect flowy spring dress for Mother's Day as well as replacing my everyday basics. That's what I love about JCPenney. They have so many stylish and comfortable options that I always find just what I'm looking for there. Spring is a feel-good season and comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. The fashion at JCPenney is the same way. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with styles that gets you something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first like worthington and liz claiborne for her each in women's petite and plus sizes and stafford and mutual weave for him style and comfort for all even big and tall plus even more for the whole family like levi's and exertion here spring comes in all shapes sizes and colors jc penny make everybody count Hey, everybody, back on FFC. Joe Lisi, George Kurtz, myself, Mike Blewett, talking about Heisman Trophy odds. So I'm sure you've heard people bandy this about, but it's our turn to do it uh, here on FFC. So, uh, Joe, I don't think there's a few – there's not – the first two guys on the odds board are not surprises. We got Justin Fields at plus 250. We got Trevor Lawrence at plus 350. Um, so it starts out there. You got Ohio State and Clemson. They're going to be in the mix. I think we know that right now. The odds for Clemson to win it all are plus 175. Ohio State's plus 400. Alabama's plus 700. Those are the top three on the board. Alabama obviously lost a lot of talent at the QB and wide receiver position. I don't know that they take much of a step back, but uh, Ohio State and Clemson are in front of them because they're returning so many players, including their starting quarterbacks. But there's where it gets interesting. The third name on the board is not a name I expected to see because he's a transfer from Houston, but he ends up at Miami, and De'Ara King at plus 1,400, Spencer Rattler also at plus 1,400. So tell me a little bit about those two guys. Yeah, well, De'Ara King was one of the most dynamic quarterbacks in college football in, in uh, 2018. He played four games last year for Houston and then took advantage of the that red shirt transfer rule after four games. He decided not to play for Dana Holgerson said that he was advised not to. A lot of people thought he was coming back for uh, the University of Houston, decides to transfer with Manny Diaz uh, to Miami, and he's going to be an added spark. Now, Miami's offensive line was atrocious last year, 51 sacks allowed. That was almost dead last in FBS last year. They were ranked 129th out of 130 teams. He's a dual-threat, mobile guy, explosive plays, can carry the football, Outside the pocket, has a big arm, so he is value. I just don't think Miami's set to take the next jump, so we'll see how that plays out for the Hurricanes. Spencer Rattler, a raw quarterback, same thing, dynamic mold, dual threat, big arm, six foot, 
around 200 pounds, played in limited action last year, one touchdown, no interceptions. But he loses a lot of pieces, not just offensively with C.D. Lamb, but defensively as well. He loses Neville Gallimore. He loses uh, um, Ronnie Perkins as well. Those are huge losses on the defensive side of the ball. I think Oklahoma is a 10-2 and team. I don't like the value for Spencer Rattler. Not enough time in terms of spring camp to evolve as a Heisman Trophy candidate. Yeah, I, I think that's what I don't understand. How can Miami be 100-1 to and D.R. King's third on the board? Uh, Oklahoma makes a little bit more sense. They're at 30-1. to We've seen a lot of success out of the Oklahoma quarterbacks. George, we've seen Baker Mayfield and Kyler Murray just in the last couple of seasons, last few seasons, rip off huge seasons and then win the Heisman Trophy. It makes sense, at least, George, that Rattler's name would be in the mix because uh, Lincoln Riley's pumping out number one picks. Yeah, I mean, I think the Heisman, I uh, I keep saying a tank for Trevor when I think of the NFL, they'll uh, lose for Lawrence over and over again. But I, uh, I'm going to wonder again if what happens if these guys don't play a full season or if they think uh, their minds are on other things here. Jamie Newman, that's plus 1,600, is also somebody I'm interested in. Yeah, so, Joe, to that point, like Rattler steps into a situation where we think we're going to have a successful quarterback because the system produces successful quarterbacks. Jalen Hurts, by the way, third year in a row. He didn't win the Heisman, but he ended up being a second-round pick, and Oklahoma had a successful season. I guess I just don't understand how you could have a team at 100-1 to and D.R. King be all the way up the board. It seems like bad odds for me personally. They are bad odds, in my opinion. Now, he can put up numbers. He can throw for 40 touchdowns and rush for 1,000 yards, and that's where you get that Lamar Jackson type of numbers where he pulled in the Heisman a few years ago. So he can do that in Miami. I just don't think this team is built. You got to have a team built around you to win the Heisman, Mike. And that's why I don't like Spencer Rattler as well, because this is the first year that Oklahoma is starting the season with an inexperienced quarterback since 2013. Kyler Murray got his feet wet with Texas A&M for one year as a starter. So that's a different type of scenario. Jalen Hurts was 26-2 and as a starting quarterback at Alabama before heading to Norman. He was a battle-tested quarterback. Spencer Rattler's raw. He's inexperienced, and you don't have those pieces around him to succeed in a very difficult schedule. They have a schedule in the middle of September, October. They face uh, Texas. They face Iowa State, Baylor, I mean, and Oklahoma State in back-to-back-to-back weeks without a bye. That's very difficult. I think they're a 10-2 team, even though they've only lost four Big 12 games since 2015. That's a long shot, to say the least. I like Kyle Trask with Florida. I think he has great odds to be a Heisman Dark Horse. That's pretty good. Plus 4,500 for Trask. That makes sense to me. Ellinger at plus 1,600. Travis Etienne, the first um, running back on the board at plus 1,600. I think in that offense, we've seen how explosive he can be. I was a little surprised that he actually didn't come out into the NFL draft. Were you also surprised by that? I just thought he wasn't going to be a first-round pick necessarily, but I thought he would have placed himself in the mix there to be one of the next group uh, of players off the board. 
I think that's the thing, Mike. He is an elite talent. Not only can he run the football and average over seven yards per carry, but he can catch the football as well. Yeah, He's right. not a dual threat. So I think he'll be the first running back taken if he puts up his numbers that he put up over the last couple of years. So uh, I think Travis Etienne is one of the most explosive backs. When you look at last year, DeAndre Swift, you look at uh, Jonathan Taylor, I, those were top backs, you know, heading into the NFL combine. So he might have been the third or fourth one taken. He has the opportunity to be the first one taken. But from a Heisman Trophy standpoint, Mike, what does a running back have to do to garner attention? Just because when you look a million at it, touchdowns, honestly. Exactly. He, he's going to so, have to score 25 touchdowns. So that's my point. Exactly. Jonathan Taylor, back-to-back -back years with 2,000 yards. If he couldn't win the Heisman, I don't think playing with Trevor Lawrence is going to win him a Heisman either. Yeah, George, uh, to Joe's point, it's it's become almost it's been for a long time, but now becoming even more exclusively a quarterback's award, the Heisman Trophy. Joe Burrow puts up 60 touchdowns. They're such eye-popping numbers. The way the Big 12 quarterbacks, we've mentioned Baker and Kyler Murray, are able to throw the ball at will. Getting a running back in the mix, even 2,000-yard seasons, 2,500 all-purpose yards and 20 touchdowns, kind of pales in comparison to a quarterback throwing 50 to 60 touchdowns. Yeah, I think you're looking at, once again, the comparison to the NFL winning the MVP award. You're not going to see any other position other than a quarterback win that unless no quarterback has a big year and still you need a running back to set, I don't want to say records, but do things that are just not done normally. You went to 2,000 yards, 20-plus touchdowns, something silly like that. Sure, you'll get consideration. It's just the way the game of football is nowadays, really, at all levels. It's all about the quarterback. We want to see the ball put in the air. We just we want to see that, and they're putting it in the air at probably a better rate now than, I, in, my, in my mind, than ever. I don't think we've seen what quarterbacks can do now. That's why in the NFL, there's no shortage of quarterbacks. Most teams have one, at least one they think could be a good quarterback. I don't think it's any surprise here at the Heisman. It's the same thing. Quarterbacks have such a distinct advantage. The only way, I mean, I don't think it's a bad idea to bet on an Etienne or somebody like that, but I think the only way a, a non-quarterback will win this thing is if no quarterback has a big year. Yeah, so, Joe, I'm going to rip off a few more names. Keaton Slovis at uh, 2,500. Kellen Mond at plus 2,500. Mac Jones at plus 2,500. Miles Brennan 20, plus 2,500. Same as Sam Howell. Uh, Bo Nix, Auburn quarterback at plus 4,000. Bryce Young at plus 4,000. Ian Book, Notre Dame quarterback at plus 4,000. Uh, I'll wrap it up with KJ Costello at plus 4,000. You like Trask there at plus 4,500. So a couple of names out there. You see a path for Ian Book or Mac Jones or anybody else? I do. I like Ian Book. I, I, to me, he was my other dark horse. You need a team that can step up. I think Notre Dame's a, a possible college football playoff contender. They have the type of schedule to warrant Heisman numbers. Ian Book last year, over 34 touchdown passes. To me, he progressed with Tommy Reese. Another year in the system. He's a senior. I think he has the pieces in place to really wow people. They won't get to the odds of Joe Burrow, 200 to 1 last year, but 45 and 40 to 1 respectively. I like Trask and Ian Book because I think both of their teams could possibly be in the college football playoff mix. Yeah. Uh, one other name who was thought to potentially enter the draft and came back to Oklahoma State, Chubba Hubbard, at plus 5,000. Again, he'll be in a Big 12 offense. They'll give him every opportunity to put up those big yards. But to me, We've seen historically what this award is about. You have to be a really good team. And are some of these teams like Auburn with Bo Nix and Oklahoma State, Chubba Hubbard, 
are they really going to rip off a undefeated or one loss season on the way to the playoff? It seems highly unlikely. So I think you have to trail the teams that you think are going to be really good. You can find a path like Notre Dame, just like you said, that's the path you're going to have to find. I think Notre Dame can get to the playoff. Here's the starting quarterback. That's the guy I can bet on at 40 to one. Yeah, without a doubt. Now I'll say this about Oklahoma state. In my opinion, they are the best team in the big 12. Mike, I did pick them in the preview 11 and one overall. They have the pieces in place. Problem with Chuba Hubbard winning the Heisman. Tylen Wallace is there. Spencer Sanders is there, the quarterback. There's Dylan Stoner as well. There's other complimentary pieces on top of Chuba Hubbard playing in the Big 12. Where's that marquee game? They knock off Oklahoma. It's possibly there, but it's still going to be very difficult, in my opinion, because of the Big 12 landscape. That's why I like Book and Trask. I said Chuba. It's Chuba, George. Chuba Hubbard. Got to get that one right. Uh, just like yeah, I got to get out from my pronunciation. I, I, I usually work on everything right prior to the season. I know Hubbard had a big season last year, but I messed it up. What are you going to do? Uh, I blew it. So uh, it's my last name. It's what I do. So uh, so we will uh, we're going to continue to talk through some of these topics. I think an interesting one, and we can get it started now, George. Are uh, what we're going to do with this logjam of content that we do expect in August. So we're going to, we're talking about college football potentially kicking off late August. The first game is Notre Dame Navy, I think Joe, right. And like August 25th. Um, so we got that. We're going to have the NHL George, you said that might start, uh, sometime late July, right? I think early, I would think late July, early August, they have training camps at July 10th, give it three weeks, early August. So we think MLB may not come back at all, the but, hell it, knows? But, but if they do, it's going to be sometime in mid-July. That's six weeks out from now. Uh, we got the NFL is the only one that says they're going to start exactly when they planned on it, but they've had the luxury of being three to four months out uh, from all of this, even more when all this got started. Uh, we have, what else? We got a horse racing, Joe Lisi. Yeah, we got NBA. I haven't talked about the NBA yet. They're opening up facilities on Monday, Masters. on June 1st. Uh, the Masters, we pushed that out to October. Joe Lisi, during the break, was talking about horse racing. That's the Kentucky Derby's potentially September 5th, right? Yep. So right I'm setting all of this stuff up and, and getting your appetites wet uh, for those of you watching to give, to give you a nice little appetizer as we try to get through and argue through exactly what's going to happen when all of these things happen at the same time. What are the networks going to do? What are the fans going to do? How can you watch it? You don't have a cable box anymore. You can't DVR it. So you're just going to have to watch. George, Mike, and Joe right here on The Grid. Football Full Circle. We'll be right back. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like... 
meh. Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. It's spring and with the weather changing and so many great things coming up like Mother's Day and the Wind Down Tour, I definitely need a fresh spring wardrobe for every occasion. This spring, I'm looking for that perfect flowy spring dress for Mother's Day as well as replacing my everyday basics. That's what I love about JCPenney. They have so many stylish and comfortable options that I always find just what I'm looking for there. Spring is a feel-good season and comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. The fashion at JCPenney is the same way. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with styles that gets you. Something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her, each in women's petite and plus sizes, and Stafford and Mutual Weave for him, style and comfort for all, even big and tall, plus even more for the whole family like Levi's and Exertion. Here, spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count. Hey, everybody, back on FFC. Again, follow us at SportsGrid on Twitter, at SportsGrid TV on Instagram. Joe, uh, I think people are going to be wondering, because I've been wondering, what jersey is behind you there? You, it's a little obscured. If you want to, like, mess with your laptop a little bit, don't mess up our shot. But oh, what is no. the jersey behind please you? Please, no. <laughs> I'm not even touching the shot, Mike. It's Greg Jones. He was my favorite running back for Florida State back in the day. Had a big, big run in Chapel Hill, almost decapitated a North Carolina defender. So uh, friends with Terry Bowden and ABC back there. We were working together for the studio show, and uh, he knew I was a big Florida State fan. Got me Greg Jones's jersey. Also had it signed by his father. Got my my daughter, my first daughter, back in 2003, a Florida State cheerleading outfit, and wrote a letter. So. Uh, really one cool. of the first things that Terry got. Great guy, great family, and much respect to the Florida State Seminoles back in the day with head coach Bobby Bowden. I have uh, DVR'd right now a special that uh, uh, the ACC Network did, ESPN, uh, called the Bowden Dynasty. I've yet to watch it, but I, I gotta, I gotta give that a look. And I'll say, last week I was just sitting around and ESPN had on, you know, they're doing a lot of replays of old games. And I just came across one night. It was probably after uh, we were filming a show. Uh, I came across uh, this game, and it was the 2002 Seminoles-Hurricanes game. And it was a unusually hot day. I mean, Miami's hot, but it was a little later in the season. So they had like a 90-degree day. Greg Jones was running over them. Uh, Jonathan Vilma, to give you an example of the time frame, is playing for Miami. He was talking about how Greg Jones is the best running back he ever faced in college. And it's a back-and-forth game. Chris Nix is the QB, or Ricks, excuse me, is the QB for Florida State. They come from behind. Miami comes from behind, goes up uh, by one point, I believe. Ricks takes them all the way down the field, lines up the field goal, Xavier Batia, a really good field goal kicker in his own right back then, 
wide left, Florida State loses. It was the third time that Bobby Bowden lost to Miami on a last-second missed field goal. He had the two wide rights in the late 80s, early 90s, and then 12 years later, boom, wide left. So a really classic game. Greg Jones came out on the short side of that one, but uh, I think he was making the Hurricanes hurt uh, the next day. So good stuff there, Joe. Uh, Now let's get back to the topic that we started before the break. It was about what are we going to do with all this content? And Joe, since we are a sports wagering network, you said that there could be an edge because there's going to be so many sports going on at some at the same time that the books might have a harder time keeping up on the odds of all the games. It's a little bit more of an old school problem. There's obviously algorithms built in on live betting, but in terms of all the games happening all at once, they might have to employ more odds makers in order to make this accurate, yes? To a point, Mike, yeah, I think that when you look at the lines, they are established by algorithms anyway. They spit out a a potential number and they adjust it accordingly. So you'll get those lines, but it's the turnaround time. You know, now to have possibly MLB, NBA, you're going to have NASCAR, you're going to have golf, the Kentucky Derby, college football, pro football. I mean, it's all going at the same time. There is no margin for error, number one, and there's not enough time to really do the amount of work from the handicapping perspective to really get that edge. And that's where you really have to stick to your niche and understand the sport that you're really good at from the wagering perspective because you can clip off some value there. I think there will be value because the books are spitting out all these numbers at once. The in-game is going to be crazy. It's going to be a fantastic time of the year. But if you don't wager the right way, you could possibly get hurt. That's a good point, George. In that respect, now, I think people are going to be desperate in in some sense to play, right? Uh, But he's conceding Joe's point and stating that you might have to stick to what you're good at. Perhaps somebody like yourself that was going to bet on multiple sports might have to stick with one because you're better at the NFL and you don't really have time to focus on the NBA because they're now playing at the same time. Normally, you'd take the NFL and NBA in stride because it's stretched out a little bit more, but you're furiously betting on NBA playoff games and NFL games on a given day. That might be a little bit more difficult. Oh, I think Joe's 100% correct, and so are you for that matter. And what it'll mean for me is what I'll do is, because there's going to be such so many sports on any given day, uh, I said, I'm a baseball, football, hockey guy. So there's baseball and hockey at the same time. I think Joe's right. Nick, some of these, I think if you looked, if you study hard enough, you're going to be able to find some, wow, I can't believe the, the price is on this. Whether it's a prop or the game itself, I think they're going to be off on some of these. You know, I, I probably have more success, especially in hockey and props. I'm very good at props in hockey. You could find that. And I think they'll be off on some of those. I know it's algorithmic, but I think they'll just make some mistakes. But I also worry a little bit because I think when, when they first come back, all these sports, when they first come back, we, we're not really going to know, A, guys that come back after a long layoff to all of the games mean something right away. Hockey, you're going to write to the playoffs, right? No regular season, right to the playoffs. Basketball is probably going to be the same thing. You know, baseball, how are they going to feel about that? Players are upset now about money and stuff like that. Are they going to be at their peak performance right away? I think some, some teams and some players will be better or worse than others because of what's going on. And listen, in baseball, we know this every year. How does this work? Usually we say, well, you, you know what? Maybe you don't want to take such and such a player because he doesn't hit well in April or May because he doesn't like the cold weather. But that's not going to take place now this year because yeah. everyone's going to have the warm weather. 
there are certain stats that we always use that we're going to throw out the window now. Well, how about all these? Uh, baseball has no fans. You hear people playing, like, it's not the same thing. Well, football is complaining too. It's not the same thing. You don't get the extra uh, energy. So it's going to be very weird about how we go about these things uh, in the early going uh, before I get a feel for it. Yeah. Do you think also, I'll pose to both of you, George, I'll stick with you and you can pass it back to Joe. Do you think as a result of all the sports happening at the same time we're talking about turnaround, is it going to lead to maybe less props um, on some of the boards? Are people going to, you think people can potentially get frustrated by that with so many sports happening at the same time? the books might not dive as deep into each game, creating different types of parlays, different types of odds, player props, that kind of stuff. It might not get as deep. NFL is always going to rule, and you're going to get what you're going to get there, but some of the other sports maybe don't have as many props. Is that possible? That's crossed my mind as well, especially for hockey, you know, the redheaded stepchild of sports, right, that maybe they just don't delve that deep into it. I'll be the first to admit, when you look at props for hockey, they probably went too far. Anyway, I had props on guys you would really never, ever bet on. I mean, a guy, third-line guys, who cares? You yeah. know, so maybe they can cut that down a little bit, but I do wonder if they'll do that. You know, when it comes to hockey and basketball, is going to be in the same boat here, I believe. When they do these hub cities, that means they're going to have four games at the same arena in one day, or, you know, a certain hockey team, teams going to be playing 5 o'clock in the afternoon, then the next game's at 9, you know, something strange like that. So how will players handle that? That's not what they're used to. Yeah. You know, we always hear, what, what do we hear about athletes? They're creatures of habit. You know, they want to play. Football players always want to play Sunday at 1. How will they handle a hockey game at 4 o'clock, a basketball game at 4 o'clock in the afternoon local time? So yeah. I wonder about that as well. But, yes, Mike, to, your, to answer your question, I do think there will be less props to some degree. Joe, MLB and NH, or excuse me, NHL and NBA had the luxury, if you can call it that, of having played the entire season with one another. It's an odd hiatus, obviously, to take. MLB never gets started NFL doesn't have to start still for more than three months. Uh, but it seems to me that much in the way that the dra the NFL draft was more conservative, um, veteran teams and teams that have been together for a while as a more cohesive unit, you might find that a little bit more with, say, Clemson than you might LSU in college football. I'm mixing a bunch of different sports because LSU lost so many players. Um, do you think it is going to be a year in which veteran teams are rewarded more than teams that with a little less experience? Possibly. That's a great point, Mike. I, I think it all starts with the quarterback and, and the leadership perspective because they're going to need a team that can be battle-tested and overcome adversity. So I would advise people, you have to be piped into these local communities and see how it's affecting the team now. You know, there's a lot of local papers that you can access, progress reports on teams. Once these kids do come back for voluntary workouts, who's there on June 8th, who's not there, who's there on July 1st. And you could start to see the teams that are building some sort of consistency. I could just tell you one, one team that I've already bought into, and this was prior to the COVID situation, was the Auburn Tigers and their head coach, Gus Malzahn. Now, I heard Gus talk about the continuity uh, factor, about the preparation at the NFL draft for his team. He told his guys, stay prepared. The team that comes back the most prepared for the season will be there in the end in terms of having a chance to win a college football title, conference title, and college football playoff 
title as well. So that's what I want to see starting from the head coach. When you have a team that is uncertain and not sure, that would scare me from the gambling perspective. Yeah. All right, let's go back to the the viewing uh, situation here, George, because you brought up something that, look, I think everybody's trying so hard to get to the starting line that they're going to worry about the finish line later. MLB is obviously playing out in the ugliest way right now, arguing about revenues, but it is also the most complicated. They have a terrible relationship with one another, both the league, uh, the league and the PA. Uh, but also there's no salary cap and there's there's distrust about the actual level of revenue that is being shared openly. Um, but let's just say everybody gets back to the starting line and we're, we're getting going. How are you going to prioritize watching this and how are the networks going to prioritize what gets shown and when? Yeah, for me, I think it'll be the best games that day. You know, if NHL, uh, if, if football's on, football's also all, always priority with me. It always is. It's just, it's just a better game to watch for the most part. I mean, I'd have the three TVs, so there'll be other stuff on here. As for the networks, I think we're going to have, we're going to see some fun stuff here about networks not being happy because, you know, all of a sudden college football is running into things at the NBA playoffs, and they call, uh, a certain network ESPN covers both. They got to choose now between, you know, the Lakers and, I don't know, another good team in the NBA in the Western Conference, Clippers. and it's showing, uh, you know, uh, uh, Notre Dame, a Notre Dame game because they have both. What's going to happen? They're going to beg one of these teams to start earlier. Oh, can you, you know, Notre Dame, can you please start the game at 1 o'clock so we can cover the basketball game at 6 or whatever it might be? Stuff like that. And you throw in a, a horse race to a big horse race or a NASCAR race or the Masters? Joe I mean, Lisi brought it up during the break. He said, what, what if NBC, NBC has the Derby in Notre Dame? On September 5th, you said, Joe. What happens? They have to tell Notre Dame to move it up. Then the Kentucky Derby coverage starts at like 2 in the afternoon. And the race, the post time's like 6.18. So, uh, I mean, they got to have sunlight. It's going to be hard, guys, for the wagering gambler, the novice, to watch all the games. I mean, think about that. And that's another thing. You could get murdered because you have a game, let's say, in MLB or NHL, but college football is kicking off as well. You, you really need to watch the game to get a gauge of how these teams are playing. It's going to be very difficult. Kentucky Derby Day is going to be really interesting, like you said. With It's going to be a full college football slate uh, that day, and Major League Baseball will be playing in NBA and NHL at the same time. Good stuff. So we'll come back and close it out on Football Full Circle right here on The Grid. Get on The Grid. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant 
Just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. It's spring and with the weather changing and so many great things coming up like Mother's Day and the wind down tour, I definitely need a fresh spring wardrobe for every occasion. This spring, I'm looking for that perfect flowy spring dress for Mother's Day as well as replacing my everyday basics. That's what I love about JCPenney. They have so many stylish and comfortable options that I always find just what I'm looking for there. Spring is a feel good season and comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. The fashion at JCPenney is the same way. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with styles that gets you something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first like worthington and liz claiborne for her each in women's petite and plus sizes and stafford and mutual weave for him style and comfort for all even big and tall plus even more for the whole family like levi's and exertion here spring comes in all shapes sizes and colors jc penny make everybody count Everybody back on Football Full Circle, closing out this hour with Joe Lisi and George Kurtz. Find Joe on Twitter at GoFurther2, Georgia on Twitter at George Kurtz. So a uh, couple things, a little like housekeeping here uh, towards the end of the hour. So the NFL extending their virtual offseason two weeks, George. Uh, Roger Goodell announced it on a conference call on Thursday. So teams were allowed to begin their virtual offseason programs April 20th with all the offseason workouts Scheduled to end by June 26th, it look, it's looking less and less likely uh, that we're going to get any on-field work before training camp. So he extended it two weeks. Uh, facilities have been open since May 19th, but that's really only for rehabbing players. Coaches and healthy players aren't really allowed there. So he's giving everybody a little bit more time. What was normally a dead period will technically be available for coaching virtually. Yes? Yeah, I mean, uh, he's hoping the coaches can come back maybe during the week, maybe. Uh, what they're trying to do is they don't want to let everybody in until every team can have them in. So every state allows it. Yeah. Uh, they want you know competitive balance and all that stuff. I don't have any issue with it. Obviously, it's better for all of us because once they can get in, then we know things are heading in the right direction as far as maybe some kind of June minicamp. I think it's doubtful that maybe some kind of small minicamp here. But it's certainly looking more and more likely that training camp should take effect as normal. I don't know about the exhibition games. But that training camp will take effect as normal in late July. Yeah. Uh, Joe, it seems reasonable. I, I, college seems to already have their plan in place for voluntary workouts starting on Monday, June 1st, and then uh, more formal workouts potentially beginning uh, after July 1. So it seems like the NFL is following suit, just trying to give them a little bit of padding in the offseason period uh, before we get into actual start of training camp. They're going to need some preparation, especially being in the house so long without be having any type of off-season workouts or, or any type of mini camp in, in March, April to stay in shape. I'm sure some guys are doing it at some point in, in some regions in the country, but not consistently. So they're going to need that type of time to get ready and prepared for the preseason. So I could definitely see that playing out, and, and it's needed to get the best possible product on the field. I'll tell you what, I hate home workouts, and it's really killing me right now. Lisey, what are you doing for workouts? 
I'm walking, I'm doing push-ups, sit-ups, but I'm also eating like a pig, Mike. That's the I way. Know. That's I the problem. I stop eating. It's ridiculous, but I'm still staying in shape. But it is very difficult when you're locked in solitary 24-7. George, my heavy carb diet is not treating me well. I lost <laughs> I lost a, a good amount. I lost weight like during the NFL season and and uh, like sort of like right up to the Super Bowl. Um, and even afterwards, I was being really good for a good six-month stretch. This has hurt that effort. What are you doing for workouts? Other than yard the artwork. Work. You know what I'm doing for workouts. Okay? <laughs> I was going to say, like, other than the artwork. Kill me. Come on. Come on. Right, listen, I have 10 yards of topsoil I have it trucked over the past five days into the backyard. That's enough of a workout for me. Uh, so I like to go to the gym. Same. You know, and during normal times, I do go to the gym every day. Obviously, that's not happening now. And on Long Island, I don't know when that's going to happen again. Is that phase four? I think that's phase I mean, I just, four. I, I've had this debate with my wife, like, do I just suck it up and buy get the Peloton that everybody is raving about. By the way, it takes 11 weeks to get one delivered to you now. So it's not like that's oh, going no, to no point then. the situation anytime soon. But I don't know if the gym's going to open up. And I don't know if I feel good about going back just yet. You know, I'm going to go to the gym and wear a mask. Like, maybe yeah, I just I put breathe. some in my garage. So I, it is what it is. I think gyms will open up. But I believe on Long Island, it's phase four. They say it's going to be two weeks between each phase at least. And we're not. We are. We're at phase one now. So you told me at it least just six opened phase fight. one. Yeah, yeah. So, all right, uh, all right. So I wanted to talk a little bit. We talked about onside kicks uh, a little bit earlier. I want to talk about it now. And George, we talked a little bit about the rate at which the onside kicks were recovered. But an important note is that, and uh, Michael uh, Lopez at Stats by Lopez on Twitter. Uh, he does a little bit of statistical work for the NFL, and he dove into the recovery rate uh, for some teams. And one of the things that he saw is that surprise onside kicks. This is a crazy stat. Surprise onside kicks between 2002 and 2017. I'm going to let Lisi guess first. What percentage of surprise onside kicks were recovered by the kicking team? In that 15-year span. Now, we're using that span because in 2018, the rule changed for no running start, and you can't be overweight on any particular side. So what percentage of surprise onside kicks do you think worked in that 15-year period? I think it's high. I think it's in the area of 35%. Okay, that is pretty high. George, what do you think? Uh, I'm going to play the prices right here. I'm going to go under. Okay, I'm going to go half that. I'll say about 18, 19%, somewhere around there. 35 seems awfully high. Yeah, well, you're going to be surprised by this because even Joe was light. 43% of surprise onside kicks worked between 2002 and 2017. Why weren't teams doing it more often? Because element of surprise. If you were doing it all the time, it wouldn't be much of a surprise. People would be ready for it all the time. So the reason that he flushed out that stat is because in looking at some of these recovery percentages, they seem abnormally high when you're discussing the late game situation that the fourth and 15 alternative was going to handle. So people were saying, oh, you recover at 11% rate or you recover at this percentage rate. It was 21% that one year. It's because of the onside surprise kicks. The reality is there's a penalty too on about 18% of uh, onside okay. kicks, by far the highest rate of all play types. But the reality is that teams attempting an onside kick have won about 2% of the time 
since 2003 when they needed it, meaning they're trailing late. They need an onside kick. Yeah, he was expecting it. <clears throat> and in the last two years, teams are 0 and 104 when attempting an expected onside kick. So if teams know it's coming, they're not getting it. And they're definitely not going to recover it and win the game. So, uh, so that's when you start to dive into the onside kick numbers, you see why the fourth and 15 option might be something a little bit more interesting. Joe, we talked about it a little bit earlier. Starting at fourth and 15 from your own 25 was an option, but they shelved the proposal for now because they're too worried that the trailing teams will have a better opportunity to win. They would, and the sports gamblers that are behind as well would have a better opportunity to have backdoor covers or outright wins, and the books could get murdered as well because that that uh, backdoor swings open multiple times during a college and an NFL game, and to now implement a fourth and 15 from your own 25, that's makeable in my opinion. I would not want to be on the wrong side of that type of situation. Imagine, George, the first time that happens to you and you get the bad beat where somebody gets the fourth and 15. You're like, this team was just up three touchdowns, and now I'm going to lose my bet because of this, because they're trying frivolous onside kicks or frivolous fourth and 15 plays at the end of the game. How about overs? Overs <laughs> get affected too. Definitely. I mean, that, that's where I would. I don't. I probably don't worry about the game as much as overs now. You, you got the under. Oh, so you mentioned they're down 18 points. It's 38 seconds. It doesn't mean anything. They can't come back when they get it. Now they score the point. And I'm screwed. Yeah. You know, because the, te- the defense didn't care. They let them march down the field. And they, therefore, I just lost my over. Yeah. You know, or once again, back to a cover like that. But you know, it can work both ways. It's your advantage too. I'm, I'm still surprised the NFL didn't allow this they want to get rid of the kicks they do so i'm surprised they didn't uh, push this through harder you know i understand it would uh it's it's gimmicky it's certainly gimmicky i don't think doubt it is but then again so is a lot of the stupid rules the nfl brings in now uh so i i would have liked to have seen it only because you know an onside kick used to be fun i used to not be able to wait to see one right because you had all these guys this mound of humanity look going to try and get a football but now they've made so many different rules it's 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 rare that you see something. I also, I've always thought the kickers do it wrong, too. Don't put the ball on a tee at all. Put it on the ground. Have you ever tried kicking a football when it's on the ground long ways? Just kick it straight to a friend of yours. It's bouncing all over the place. The problem is I don't know if they can get it to go 30 feet. Yeah, plus it's wildly unpredictable. I'm not That's saying the it's idea. Not, yeah, but you're trying to practice it so where your guys get underneath the, yeah, the, when they the kick high the ball dead on. Yeah, it's going to take that one hop. If it doesn't take that second hop, the guy goes, Oh, thank you. It's over. I get you it. You need that second hop. And you just, you just can't tell. I get it. Um, anyway, so BC, uh, Virginia tech, Joe Lisi, 2007, uh, BC came from behind because of an onside kick late in the game. Matty ice it was the Matty ice Heisman moment. I'll never forget it. So onside kick that is seared into my memory, uh, in a positive way. Tom O'Brien and the crew, right? The Hail yeah. Mary. He threw almost like a Hail Mary, too, in that ball game. It's that was Jagodzinski was the head coach then. That was oh, the first Jagodzinski year. He threw oh. a touchdown pass to Andre Calendar well, uh, at the end of the Andre game. Andre Calendar, number 32. Unbelievable. Yeah, Unbelievable a- back in the day. I mean, that team. I mean, overall. I mean, Matty Ice, I mean, the epitome of Boston College, almost like Doug Flutie back in the day. But my personal right. favorite, Mike Clout from – the BC right. Eagles back played in for the Chiefs played for the right. Chiefs. He's a couple of years younger than me. He had a, he had a, he had a solid uh, run in the NFL, probably a good six or seven years there as a running back. So uh, ready to sort of land the plane here. We've got a couple of stories, George, real quick. You had a story about uh, George clown, uh, George, Jadavian Clowney uh, potentially going to the Cleveland Browns, but turning down 
an offer from them? What was the range of the offer? Yeah, I don't think we know that yet. That's the one thing I'm dying to find yeah, out here. Is well, how much did they offer him that he turned it down? Because he's been looking for a job all offseason. He wanted at one point 20 million, and then it went down to like 17, then it was 16, 15. You know, he wasn't getting the offers. If he's turning down Cleveland's offer, a who does he think is going to offer him a contract, and b who's going to offer him more money than whatever Cleveland offered him? Clowney overplayed his market. I think he's waiting now until he can go in and visit teams to prove 100%. himself. 100%. I think he should wait. If I were him, I wouldn't take it either. I, 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 because the offer isn't going to drop precipitously. It's dropped from the $20 million mark. But, Joe, if I'm him, I'm just waiting until I can do a little mini tour during July, get into a couple of these buildings, and maybe get an extra year on my deal or an extra couple of million. Come to Brian Flores and Miami. Uh -huh. Come to South Beach, Jadavion Clowney. We would love to have you. A dominant force coming off the edge. I don't care what you say. Two players need to be accounted for him at all times. Come to Miami. We'll take you. Yeah. Um, I, I, this has hurt him and Cam Newton uh, as much as anybody. They just People are worried about Killed their health, Cam. and they want it. And I think both of them should wait until they can do a little mini tour if they can. Unfortunately, Cam isn't going to have a starting position available unless it's New England, who doesn't really have the money to pay him. But um, Jadavian Clowney, um, if I'm him, I'm waiting. So it's interesting to see that that's where he's at. Last thing, George, it looks like Texas is going to allow up to 25% of the fans. So the Houston Texans might have some fans in there. But it seems like I don't know if the NFL will want that unless everybody's got fans, right? It's Texas, not Texans. Texas. Sorry, sorry. So, so that this would affect baseball as, as well, well, by the way. That uh, apparently Jim Abbott, the governor, well, Abbott, I don't know be Jim Abbott, the governor Abbott is going to allow 25% of fans to attend games. I still want to see how this works with fans going in and going out of games without trying to keep social distance. How does that work? Yeah, uh, well, not sure. But uh, so that's it. Uh, for this edition of Football Full Circle, on behalf of our producer, Brian Rutkowski, and my co-host, George Kurtz, and Joe Lisi, I'm Mike Blewett. Thanks for watching us on The Grid. Get on The Grid. It's Football Full Circle. See you next time. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on The Grid. SportsGrid.com. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb. Tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. 
at JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. It's spring and with the weather changing and so many great things coming up like Mother's Day and the wind down tour, I definitely need a fresh spring wardrobe for every occasion. This spring, I'm looking for that perfect flowy spring dress for Mother's Day as well as replacing my everyday basics. That's what I love about JCPenney. They have so many stylish and comfortable options that I always find just what I'm looking for there. Spring is a feel-good season and comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. The fashion at JCPenney is the same way. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with styles that gets you. Something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her. Each in women's petite and plus sizes. And Stafford and Mutual Weave for him. Style and comfort for all, even big and tall. Plus even more for the whole family like Levi's and Exertion. Here spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count. Tired of pickup truck bed chaos? Meet Decked. Game-changing USA-made full bed-length drawers for tools and gear. Waterproof, dustproof, lockable, secure. Whether you're working, hunting, fishing, camping, or just getting out of town. And introducing Decked Deco Cases. Tough, modular, problem-solving cases built for the truck, job site, campsite, or garage. Say goodbye to random bins and tie-downs. Order now at Decked.com slash iHeart for free shipping. Decked. Your truck, your rules. Decked.com forward slash iHeart. You're a growing business, which means you need every spare hour you can find. That's why the most successful growing businesses are working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Start a call instantly in huddles and ditch cumbersome calendar invites. Or build an automation with Workflow Builder to take routine tasks off your plate. No coding required. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started. Awards Watch says Liam Neeson is at his best. Don't miss In the Land of Saints and Sinners. Having left his dark past behind, retired hitman Finbar Murphy, played by Neeson, leads a quiet life in a remote coastal Irish town. But when a menacing crew of terrorists arrive, Finbar is drawn into a vicious game of cat and mouse, forcing him to choose between exposing his secret identity or defending his friends and neighbors. In the Land of Saints and Sinners, from Samuel Goldwyn Films and Sony Pictures Home Entertainment. Watch it now on digital. Rated R.